The pandemic has changed a lot of things, but one thing that it didn't change is the fact that you need to know about prominent artists, singers, musicians, entrepreneurs, parents, and those that are definitely making their mark in ministry and in other areas of life. The Abundant Living Talk Show podcast does just that. Join me as I talk to world changers and find out how they came about their business ideas, their dreams, and they are living their abundant life. Each week, you'll hear a new interview with somebody who's showcasing their talent, shining light on their craft, and just telling you about their abundant living experience. If somebody asks you how you're living, I hope you say abundantly. I'm Latia S. Brock. Thanks so much for joining me. listening to the Abundant Living talk show and podcast. Today's episode is Express Yourself, Finding Life in Art. Let's go into our interview. defined by the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination, typically in a visual form such as painting or sculpture, producing work to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power. You guys, I'm so excited to have my guest on the show today. I consider her a friend, a newfound friend whom I love, but she truly is the epitome of 
of what it means to be a great artist. Ariana Lynn joins us today, and she is an innovative mind with, 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 with a creative approach to art. She writes, you guys. She illustrates. She also completes and produces wonderful digital art. So help me welcome our guest for today. Here she comes, Ariana Lynn. Hello, hello. That was an amazing introduction. I love it. <laughs> I'm just spitting the truth. I try to speak the truth on this show. I thank, thank you so you. much for joining me today. I'm so excited to get into our conversation. So am I, so am I. Now, I didn't read your whole bio, but I always give the guest a chance to do that awkward moment of telling our listeners about yourself. So tell our <laughs> listeners about yourself. Oh my goodness. Um, well, of course, um, first things first, I'm a mom of two and I just managed to multitask and do the things that I love on, on the side too. But it's my beautiful children that bring out that childish creative part of me and allow me to kind of cultivate that the way that I would really like to. So that's how my digital art kind of came because I would watch, you know, my kids and we do these, um, uh, webtoons where we mm-hmm. read and it was like how we bonded with each other and my son would come like mom have you read the new episode and I'm like I did <laughs> and I just saw how amazing it was and I was like you know what I could do this and I started looking up and I already had a um, love for writing I have been writing for years and um, I was like you know what I can I can cultivate that in in my writing and re- build my own stories so I was like how are they doing this and one thing led to another, and now um, I'm doing digital art, and it's just so interesting to see my journey because, you know, I started out in the beginning, and I was like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> but I love it. I love the the you know discovery that comes with it. I love the way I feel when I do it. It's it's therapeutic. It's the form of meditation for me, and it's a way to just bond with my children as well. So let's go here because we're going to talk about the writer um, in you. And we're also going to talk about the art side, but I've known you more so from the art side. I think we met at an event. That's how we first yes. originally met. And when we first met you guys, she was so quiet. And I don't know about anybody else, but when I go into a room, I'm like, let me read the room. And in about five <laughs> minutes, you can tell like, yeah, I'm going to stand over here or, oh, they'd probably be cool to talk to. But you gave a very positive energy, a smile. She's always laughing and jovial towards me. I don't know how she is to everybody else, but I'm just <laughs> I'm thankful for that energy that, you know, within our first meeting, how you just portrayed, you know, a honest, kind, and just a kind-hearted person. I really appreciate that. Um, so again, I know you from the writing aspect, but our paths crossed because of your wonderful artwork that you've been able to add to the Stories for Lemons Publishing, Lemons Writing Group. So I really do appreciate that. Um, I wanted to get into how long have you actually been in business for yourself as a writer and and an illustrator? Um, As a writer and illustrator, um, I've been writing for as long as I could remember. I didn't start really uh, cultivating it and and expressing it where I would uh, do it for myself until 2018. Mm but I always, I always wrote. It started with me as a girl, little girl, because my mom uh, wasn't really that great at reading. So I had, you know, been in like 
uh, book clubs and things of that nature. So I would have to like read the bills and stuff to her. And my was my first grade teacher, Miss Alcorn, that actually helped my mom read a lot better. And um, my mom was just so encouraging because I would read like all these books and she would want to know like, well, what's happening? And I would be like on chapter five and, and we'd stop and I'd tell her everything that's going on. She's like, that's it? Well, what, what else is going on? And I'm like, I gotta read on. She's like, well, hurry up. <laughs> So I would read on and I was like, I was thinking to myself, like, I want to write stuff like this one day. This is really cool. And I've always been more into like more sci-fi fantasy. I was a little nerd. Like I can do this. So I started writing, um, but really what cultivated it was when I got in theater uh, like six years ago. And I was just doing, being like, starting as simple as the wardrobe mistress. And they had these um, tournaments or uh, I should say like um, stuff like that for like new writers and stuff that are coming out and to see if you would win. And I was like, you know what? I should write my first script. I've read enough of them because I have to do this for for each new play that I'm doing and I have to work them. I was like, I should start writing. So that's when I wrote my first screenplay. I actually had been writing stuff like this for a long time and dabbling it but I was like you know what let me let me get a book and and, and kind of self-teach myself I wanted to know all the different aspects of writing so mm-hmm. I did that actually I wrote my first screenplay it was called Metamorphosis in Black and the um, contest that I was actually going to put it in ended up getting shut down and I was like you know what that's cool I'm going to submit it to Writers Digest Magazine and I did that and um, that is when they actually got back to me I just missed like uh like a placement but i did get top 10 i placed it for like 5300 people and i was actually uh awarded an honorable mention in the magazine and that was really cool for me for my very first script i've ever written wow Um, so yeah i was like this is pretty cool so that's what made me continue to write and then i started taking it bigger and writing other things and um started submitting it internationally and just kind of picking and choosing like who I wanted to do business with. And um, like you said, like the energy that you gave me was just beautiful. And I was just like, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I'd love to talk to you about these things because she got it going on. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. I really do. I really do. So the things that I'm doing as far as, you know, like the children's books, um, many may or may not know that are listening. My brother uh, who recently passed was a wonderful author himself. And it was a goal of his to get his books published. We did that, um, the first book, Amber Learns the Alphabet. But we're in the process and with Ariana's help, we're going to publish the next, next three children's books. So it's just great to have that representation even, you know, as African-American people, it's Black History Month, as Black people, our Black children need to read books, you know, that show them positive images with people that look like them representation matters right so that was really important that was really important for choosing an illustrator and I thank you you know for your artwork and for you know it's even I would say a ministry of just bringing things to life you know and then having it in print because books music film those things are going to be eternal you know you say that you have written screenplays and scripts so those things are going to live on you know those things are going to live on and I want to ask you, so with your drawing, does anybody else in the family draw? Oh, that's so funny that you asked. Um, I think this is kind of hereditary. I'm not going to lie. Really? Um, 
Yeah, so this is an interesting story. My my father, he actually drew Bugs Life before Bugs Life came to be. And my mom kept telling him, yeah. My mom kept telling him like, you should totally put that out there. And he had never did it. And then Bugs Life came out. She's like, I told you, you should have done it. So, but like my dad, he draws with his left hand because well, when he was younger, he, he blew up his fingers on his right hand. So uh-huh. he had to learn, yeah, he had to learn how to um, draw with his left hand. So it's not even like he was left-handed, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, originally. So he draws amazing with his left hand. He taught himself. And then my mother, she's like, she's amazing. She's um, She draws realistic, more realistic drawings. And it looks just like the person. So I think between the two of them, I think I was a little, uh, I was blessed in that area. I just... It kind of just came naturally for me. I just kept playing with it. And that's so something I already I've drew. Always, yeah, I've always wanted to do that. I, I just, I can't. I can draw a flower. I can draw an eye. That's about it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can draw a mean okay. stick figure. That's about it. But like you we said, we need an abstract your... art. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, she didn't come for me, y'all. She came for me. <laughs> But you know, I went to I went to a performing arts school here in Pittsburgh. So everything was art. You would walk in the hallways, and I remember at the old building that we had, there were styrofoam plates and cups. And I said, "Wow, that's art too." But everything was art. So maybe I'm an abstract artist. I just don't know it yet. But for you to say that both your parents, you know, draw that is amazing. I've always wanted that skill and talent. But I just, I couldn't get the hang of it. I've been watching some TikTok videos, so I don't know <laughs> if I'll be all right by next year. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to come up with I, something. I think you got it. Like, <laughs> uh, you have you faith. I'm, I'm glad you have faith in me. I'm glad. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> do your children draw at all? Yeah, my, both of my sons do, actually. Um, but my younger son, um, he they really like, you know, like comics and stuff like that. But he likes to draw them. Um, and he'll come and bring them to me. And I think it's just really cool like to see them express themselves. And they're more they're more they're more digital though. They kind of help bridge that gap for me because they're they're tech nerds, but I feel like kids are like that now. Mm-hmm. Like they know how to work through stuff way better than what we did. Like we actually used to go outside. <laughs> well, we have to. We have to we have to, you know, remember that we're living in a different time. I remember my 7-year-old was actually crying the other day because her phone froze. And why did the phone have to freeze? I said, girl, give me that phone. So I, I implemented from that, you know, an unplugged time. I said, that means if you're going to color, if you're going to read a book, if you're going to draw a picture, yeah. but you're not going to be on the phone all day. But we had to call outside. You know, we had, <laughs> we didn't have devices like they have now. Right. So they had no choice but to grow up, you know, fast and learn how to use these electronics. Yeah, they so. don't even know the concept of like when the streets come, street lights come on, bring your behind home. They don't even know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that was know. the rule in my house. Like, <laughs> bring your behind home. We had to play in front of the house. We lived um, in East Liberty, up uh, the Lincoln Larmer area. And we had to be in front of the house. My mom said, I don't care about y'all playing outside. When the sleep street lights come on, you'd be on the porch or in front of the house. So, those are just things, you know, that you grew up on. Um, and then those of us that had a little gift or talent we just you know tried to work that one to the best of our ability my brother he could actually draw really well i don't know what happened my dad can draw i just i can't do it i can't do it and i think my mom can draw mean snoopy but you know just developing those other gifts i chose to go to 
the music route. That is my art. So I was gonna say, if you had any more talents, I'd have to be like, God, is this your favorite? Like, what's up? <laughs> you like her more than our favorite. <laughs> Wait a minute, you like her more than us. And people always say, like, what don't you do? Because <laughs> yeah, I can't people say, <laughs> Oh no, oh lord. I hear so many people say me. that. Yeah, I hear so many people say that. But no, people say that all the time. Like, what don't you do? And that's one of the things that I just can't get the hang of. And I really would like to. I would really like to be able to draw. So I think I'm going to work on that this year. Or even maybe just some paintings. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I'm going to work with harmonizing <laughs> then. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's a deal. Yeah. It's definitely a deal. So yes. as far as creating, I know we you know touched on it before. As far as creating, when you go to create pieces, I know you said that your mom does more of the portraits, but what is your favorite type of art? So, you know, music has different genres, but as far as creating art, what is your favorite? Is it realism? Is it, you know, um, I know there's caricatures, I know there's abstract, but what is your favorite type of art to create? My favorite art that I discovered during my journey is realism. cartoon art like I can do it but it Mm -hmm. takes so much extra effort for me and I'm like what is this which is so interesting because that's more like my on my dad's side but realism for me I love it like I don't know I just feels good to see it come alive and and when it I look at it at the picture the picture and I'm like I want to grab it out of the screen that makes me feel good yes 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 that's that's my that's my niche I think that when you're reading a book and when the pages are, you know, filled with real life-like characters, it just helps the book become more alive. Um, I think so too. There's just something about it. Uh, I can't even think of the, oh Lord, I think it's called, uh, I'm going to actually Google it real quick. It's one of my favorite books as a child, but the artwork in it was so beautiful. The one book I know that was my that favorite was amazing called, grace for me. Oh, see, I'm one of my favorites. And then um, there's another one called uh, Her Stories. It's a book of uh, folklore by uh, Virginia Hamilton. And then let me look. And I know I should know this because it was read. Mafara's Beautiful Daughters, an African oh, tale. That is one of beautiful. my favorite books. That is one of my most favorite books of my childhood. Um, I loved it so much. I actually bought two copies, you know, for my children um, as they've, you know, grown up. But the artwork in there was just so amazing. And so I don't know if that would be considered realism, um, but it was just so amazing how the artist brought that to life. And so I know that, you know, with your artwork, the things that you have so graciously shared with me, just even down to the, the nostrils and the eyes and the like that's a real talent that is a real talent to be able to create like that I love it I love it so much and I even like it I like I've even noticed that I play around with it I'll do like oil I'll do water and because technically still a sense of realism it's just you know brings a different dynamic to it and it's it's just so beautiful to me i love it and and being able to share that with you and other people really makes me feel really good makes me feel like i'm putting my purpose out there and i'm also doing it on what i believe in giving other children that look like me you know that area to open up a book and say mom that 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 looks like me because Mm -hmm. i'm gonna tell you now when i opened up amazing grace and i went to a predominantly um you know white school 
and I didn't see a lot of uh, girls that look like me and we didn't do a lot of activities and understanding you know people like me so when I opened up Amazing Grace that was enlightening for me I was like mom she wears a ponytail with a braid in it just like me like she has hair just like me that's that's good that representation means a lot and listen like I'm an adult now and I still think back to that and get emotional where I'm like it matters and it does it really does so out of the tribe Amira has a beauty mark that's um in the middle of her forehead and you know she used to say like why is that here I don't want it there but now she embraces it because we've seen um there's a content creator and when Amira saw her she said mommy she has a beauty mark just like me and something so small like that you know my other daughter has freckles so she's like mommy you know, my other daughter has beautiful chocolate skin. And she's like, you know what? When I see those models, you know, walk the runway. Representation matters. Representation yes, matters. So to see people that you're able to identify with in those books, it makes a difference for your children. It really does. It really, it does. really does. And I was really intentional about purchasing books that, you know, had a meaning and books that they could relate to. You know? Yeah. So yeah. that that just really rings true with my mission and vision. And I'm happy when I find people that are continuing that work um, because our children need it. They need that little bit of encouragement. They need that little bit of encouragement and that boost to let them know that your skin is beautiful. Right. So I want to ask you, I want to shift the conversation a little bit. I know that you've been, as you said, a full-time mommy, but you've also been working full-time and then in addition to work in creating art and wonderful written pieces, how do you find the time and how could you encourage other mothers that are possibly listening right now? How do you find the time to, as they say, do it all and still be a great mom? Oh, that is a beautiful question. Oh, the first <laughs> things first, this is what I would say. I would say, um, this, is a, this is a whole thing I wanna break down. I'm gonna be very clear about this intentional because I know um, a lot of times with black women, they they put so much on our shoulders and just say, okay, well, you're strong and you can handle it. Or that we don't deserve a moment of peace or a moment to um, kind of digest everything that is going on in our lives. And if there's one thing that I want to be very, very intentional and clear about is knowing when to take a beat. And um, I think that's important because we will go and go and go and we'll run ourselves to the ground and then think like that is a badge of honor and it's not yes it's okay to not be okay take a beat you know what i mean don't you can't do it all we weren't meant to do it all my mom has has this weird saying where you just can't uh devour an elephant in one sitting you got to break it down (laughs) and um that's kind of how i do it like if when it came to my writing 10 minutes a day the time's gonna pass anyway right you know Mm -hmm. when it comes to my art sometimes I had to do five ten minutes a day you know what I mean sometimes and sometimes I could do more you know but it's the consistency of doing small amounts of time on a consistent basis eventually it adds up it's better off not you know than not doing anything because then the time went by and nothing was accomplished and just you have this big elephant on your chest but if you can do a little bit at a time every day then that's all that matters. 10 minutes out of 24 hours. You know what I mean? 
um, and doing one task. Okay, I'm gonna concentrate this at, at this time. But definitely make sure that you take care of yourself and you get your rest, because that's important. And none of, none of anything that you're going to do and create is gonna matter if you don't take the time to cultivate and balance yourself. So you said some wonderful words there. One of my favorite words, consistency. That's a word, I think that and accountability, those are two words that we don't always wanna say or hear, but sure. consistency. And then another one that I'm learning, and I always say in my old age, even though I'm in my thirties, honey, I done been through some things, but rest, <laughs> rest. Yeah. I think these last three years um, have taught us a lot. They've taught us a lot. I agree. As we're moving into this third year, I think that it helped put a lot into perspective, especially for those of us that have been working moms in addition to our businesses on the side. I don't even like to call them side hustles because they're all jobs. <laughs> I don't understand. They are. They're they all are. jobs. You know, if you're if you're a stay-at-home mom, it's a job. If you're a wife, it's a job. If you're a caretaker, it's a job. If you're a business owner, being a serial entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur, being an author, an artist, these are all jobs. You never clock out. And I don't know about anybody else's mind or even your mind, I'm sure, as a creative person, sometimes I find myself trying to just turn off the ideas. You know? Put it in a box. <laughs> yeah, That's you what have I to. do. I know I know that sounds really like childish, but no, seriously, it's a really it's a thing that I do. When my mind, because sometimes my mind can go on and on and on and on, and I'm trying to sleep, and I'm like, all right, fine. So I'll carry, even if, even if it's on your phone or you have like sticky notes, like it's like a creative box. When you're creative, you mm -hmm. kind of got to do stuff like this. Write the idea down like a little cute rough, fold it up, and then throw it in the box, and then come back to it later. Definitely, definitely. And that's a good idea as well, having that time to step away. And, you know, it wasn't always like that for me. But my boundaries this year, I'm intentional about having these boundaries that I've set and following yes. through and without guilt, because sometimes we do get that guilt like, oh, there's a soccer game. Oh, there's a basketball game. Oh, we have to be at the PTA. Oh, we have to take cookies. Oh, it's like we're always on the go. But like you said, taking that time to rest. I create some of my best content when I'm resting. I have written songs, waking up from a nap or waking up from a night's sleep because your body and your mind is hopefully at ease. So those are very good points, very good points. You're definitely living in your purpose when you're doing that. There is nothing about when you live in your purpose that God said you have to be so stressed out that you can't think. When you're flowing in your purpose, that is exactly how it's supposed to be. And that's exactly how your creativity and, and giving your best foot forward, that's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the culture, tries to make you feel differently and that's where that guilt comes from but when you're in transition of putting up those boundaries and learning to that you know what this is what I deserve and I and I know that about myself this is this is non-negotiable and even when it comes to getting a job and I know this is hard for a lot of people because they think that they have to hold on to jobs so um tight because I'm talk about it. To pay bills <laughs> I need to get it. this I need to get that and I'm I'm gonna say like I put my full faith in my journey when it came to getting my job. I went in there and I said, if they can't accept me for who I am, this, this ain't the place for me because I know I'm being guided exactly where I'm supposed to be. So yes, of course, you know, God knows we we need to pay bills and things yeah. like that. We, we know we need to pay bills. He is well aware. Really taking that journey, right. 
but literally taking that journey to say you know what this is this is a non-negotiable for me i told my job i said i need work-life balance and if that's nothing that you can't provide for me then i will go somewhere else that can and they love that everybody doesn't have that i wouldn't even say backbone at this point but everybody doesn't have that you know strength and the gotcha is and i always say this i told my parents with the last couple of things that have happened in my life i have no problem articulating what i want what I don't want and asking for what I deserve. And I think that even in this uh, time, because if we're watching the news, you know, oh, there's a food shortage. Oh, rent's going up. Oh, mortgage is going up. Oh, taxes. Oh, there's so much pressure. But if you are a believer, the thing that I love about God, God will tell you some things sometimes that don't make sense. Um, And so choosing to walk away from jobs for those of us that have, you know, had great jobs and had to step away or, chosen a different career path because of life circumstances it takes it takes it takes you being able to speak up and say what you want to always tell the tribe advocate for yourself advocate for yourself working nine to five or you know working 16 hour shifts not having time for family not having time to create because i know you know with you creating this artwork you need to come up with your ideas if you're not providing yourself with that space and that time and that energy to do so, you're not going to produce the best project or the and best you know what's so, product. You know, it's so funny that you said that when you said advocate for yourself is that's something that I used to have trouble with a long time ago and I've gotten better at it. But one thing that I can say for people that are a lot like me that had a problem with speaking up for themselves that are now speaking up for themselves is it's okay to sound crazy in the beginning. Anytime you do anything that you're not used to doing, it's like training wheels. So you're gonna yes. sound, <laughs> you're gonna sound crazy. You're gonna leave yourself, oh dang, I should have said this. You know? <laughs> I know that. That's okay. Eventually it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna get better, but just keep doing it. But as you rehearse it enough, you're able to get it together. Rehearse it at home. No, no, no. Well, that's one of the most powerful words you can say, no you know and one of my uh, dear friends Michelle Tedder she always says a no to someone else is uh, usually a yes to yourself and I didn't think about it like that because we want to help everybody you know we're mothers so mothers by nature want to be superwomen want to you know be able to be present but if you're not present for yourself then you'll notice that everything else around you may fall apart may fall apart I want to give the listeners uh, not only the way to connect with you, but can you tell them your business name? And then without yes. giving away all the goodies, tell us what you're working on, your upcoming projects that you'll be working on. So my business name is Art Val Alchemy. And it's not with a Y, it's with a Alka-me, like as in me. And um, I, I came up with that because I feel like when you're in, in the process of doing any creativity, there's like a, like a mood or, a, um, you know, aura that comes over you and creating and it's almost magical. And um, that's how I feel about art in general. And art is so broad and you can do so much in art. And I think it's just so magical um, when creating. So that's how I came up with Art Thou Alchemy. Uh, but as far as what I have coming up, I'm actually going to be um, putting more out there in terms of two-dimensional and three-dimensional art. That's going to be coming really soon. 
Um, I've been definitely cultivating some things with that because I'm going to be implementing stories for adults and children. (laughs) But I'm really, I'm really excited about that. I want to do like a a pop up uh, movie night kind of things like in the future. So that's definitely something that I'm working towards. And I'm still going to do uh, digital art and um, even putting some of that towards NFTs, which are pretty awesome. (laughs) that's a whole nother world but yeah so I think that that's a very good thing Um, and then like you said for adults and children sometimes I'm noticing even now you know like with everybody being cooped up in the house we're on lockdown having that time to escape whether that was binge watching (laughs) whether it was reading whether it was coloring you need an escape And I know that for me, art has been a huge part of my life. Art is something that is, again, timeless. It lives, it's gonna live forever. Look at, you know, Picasso and my favorite, Van Gogh, and just uh, just so many of the other wonderful artists that have graced this planet. Um, I look at, you know, sometimes people talk about going to Andy Warhol's museum and um, just, Basquiat and his work, just everybody that has given their time and their talent to Canvas. That's amazing to me. So before we leave, I want you to tell the listeners, how can they connect with you and where can they find you? Yes, um, you can find me either on Instagram as under Ariana underscore Lynn where you'll see some of my art there and the things that I'll be uh, cultivating uh, soon as well. You can also find me on Ariana Lynn on Facebook. And if you need to message me, it'll have everything on there uh, to reach out to me on Ariana Lynn um, at gmail.com. All right, well, you heard it here first. I'm excited to see, you know, your published works, your Listen, I'm even going so far to say movies because it's <laughs> creating so much content and I'm here for it. I'm excited to see the upcoming work that you're developing. And guys, definitely get with her. If you're looking to become a published author of children's books, or even if you're looking to put out any type of art content, definitely reach out and see how she will be able to help you and bring your ideas to life. Maybe you're like me, can't draw a link, but you know what you like. (laughs) And I know that she'll be able to bring it to life. I just want to take this time to thank you for taking out of your busy schedule and on a Saturday at that to be a part of the show, to tell our listeners about your upcoming projects and your current brand and for just your contribution to so many lives with your art. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes. And listeners, you guys, as you know, I'm Latia S. Brock. I'm here with Ariana Lynn, my guest for today. Make sure you follow and connect with her. This has been the Abundant Living Show and Podcast. And if somebody asks you how you're living and you don't say abundantly, you might want to fix that. Until next time, take care and be well.